this can be a real issue because people feel insecure. And I was just wondering, how did you approach that with your partner? We had an open, honest conversation. I wasn't looking to replace him. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for a substitution for him. I was looking for something for me. This was something that he could use to help me achieve right. a, a, you know, a, a better orgasm, a better sexual experience. Hello and welcome. This is Love, Sass and Grass and I'm your host, Laura Hamilton. I'm a certified cannabis educator and this podcast is to help women and couples have honest conversations about menopause, libido, and how to be a knowledgeable cannabis consumer. This podcast is meant for adults only. We will be discussing cannabis use. Please respect the laws of your local jurisdiction. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so it'll be like Slickmans goes to Toy Town and wow, vacation antics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you had a successful vacation. Applause, applause all around. So, um, and I'm really glad that, you know, one of your comments was, you know, dirtying every towel in the room. And don't we all want to have that sort of review? <laughs> the joys of a hotel. I don't have to make this bed today. <laughs> uh, one note I should mention, when you take carry-on, there is a limited amount of liquids you're allowed to take with you. Ooh. So if you are taking your favorite lubrication, mm. make sure it's in the right uh, milliliter denomination so you don't have to take it out <laughs> in front of everyone waiting to go through the little bag check and uh, be asked, do you want to keep this? <laughs> or do you want to throw this out? Yes. I was, I was over the limit in liquids that I took with me. And I threw out a bath gel. Okay. Uh, as opposed to lose any of the other uh, <laughs> that I had taken with me. <laughs> yep. Okay, sorry, body shop. You are always, going in the bin. <laughs> always read what your limits are with uh, online carry-on. An important tip for anyone traveling with their significant other. Absolutely. Make sure you understand your priorities for the vacation. And that is, is having a good time. Make sure everything's packaged, presented nicely because they're pulling it out of your bag. Yes, yes. And there's no shame in what you're bringing. You just don't go over the limit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So everybody in that lineup knows I was uh, going on vacation. There you go. For one reason only. Well, you know, I, I always hear about stories about people with big giant dildos that go off in the carry-on and then they there's like a bomb scare and then they pull out like a big, mm -hmm. you know, something called like the ass invader or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> then it's like, whose is this? And then, mine. And then <laughs> uh, sorry, mom. You know, we all want our kids to be in the headlines, but <laughs> not that way. Not that way. Just pack correctly and this won't be an issue. Yes. A, a very good life hack. Yes. And to also make sure that you uh, make make time to pack something like that too. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, those the prices in those sorts of 
toiletries is quite expensive in resorts. They have quite a bit of a markup, I've got to say. Don't want to comb the streets looking for your favorite application. <laughs> yes. Well, unless you're going into like hedonism in Jamaica, because they have all sorts of those sorts of assets within arm's reach everywhere. <laughs> yes, indeed. Vacation destination. Yeah, there you go. Hand luggage tips with Lady F and Laura. <laughs> And what a great segue into one of the things that has been repeated to me quite often is women being afraid to use lube with their intimate partner because they feel that it's like some sort of sign of a failure on their part or that it will mean that, you know, their significant other may feel slighted. Like, how come you're not my favorite piece of fruit right now mm -hmm. and uh why do you have to use this kind of like to that perspective this artificial stimulation why do you need this and uh, i think that it's an important conversation to have because of things like the side effects of menopause and that you know things just aren't as Hmm, what's a really nice, delicate way of saying things aren't as lush as they used lush. to be. Lush. There's a good word. Yes, the garden is as it isn't as lush as it used to be. And and we need some assistance. And there is no shame in that, just like you would never shame your partner if they decided to take Viagra. Right? It's, you know, it's like I'm not gonna point my fingers and go what are you using that little blue pill instead of like you playing with my boobs, you know? <laughs> it's, it's all about being open and honest with your partner and, and just saying, yeah. you know, I need this to be comfortable. I need this for you to be comfortable. If I'm comfortable, you're comfortable. Um, absolutely, there's, there's no shame in it. It's, you're not confessing anything. It's a natural thing that happens chemically or, you know, naturally, again, it's just a piece of uh, the woman's makeup, I guess. It just things, you know, what what's the favorite? I'm dry where I'm supposed to be wet and wet where I'm supposed to be dry. <laughs> yes, it's, it's like when the poles reverse, right? <laughs> exactly, so you, yeah, you just have to have, you have to just open up that conversation. So as opposed mm -hmm. to not having sex because it's uncomfortable. Right. And, be, and be open and honest and say, you know what? I think I really need this to be comfortable. It would be very helpful if you applied it for me. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So let me apply some to you to make it more comfortable for me. Yeah. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Then you... Try different brands, find your favorite, find what works for you, find which one has the tricky lid, you know, all the, <laughs> all the learning lessons. Oh, and, which and one is hard as we age, lids become an issue, man. How to maneuver this one in the dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Don't if my hands are tied. How do you expect me to do that if my hands are tied? <laughs> Yeah, different, different brands have different uh, tricky, uh, tricky opening systems. Yes. 
Yes, indeed. Indeed. And let's face it, like, you know, we are getting to the point where things are just joints are getting stiff. Take that little uh, white safety top off of it before you start in on your journey. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to spend that's like 10 minutes that you lost Mm -hmm. trying to figure out why it wasn't coming out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Been there. thought to your journey yes yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. always a wise thing we're all about sharing wisdom here <laughs> uh, but you know you're just so right about uh being open and honest and and saying that you know this has nothing to do with you but it has to do with me just needing a bit of a helping hand that, you know, nature is not providing for me anymore. And, you know, as we, we all need a bit of a boost and uh, yeah. And I think that that's, that's very important message for people to, to know and appreciate. And if there are men listening that, you know, this is not a criticism. No, not at all. Not at all. It's like a push-up bra. (laughs) <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's a little enhancement it's just meant to just make you a little bit more comfortable a little bit more buoyant a little exactly yes we're kind of mm-hmm. float on by <laughs> yeah well, that the, the first thing my gp said to me was you know lubrication and that's yes. just first out lubrication Yes. And and that's what, uh, that's in fact, what my doctor also told me because she was not going to recommend that I go through any sort of HRT, which is hormone replacement therapies because of the high risk cancer group that I fall in. So um, it's not an option for me. So I have had to really kind of investigate things like phytocannabinoids and phytoestrogen, which is a plant. Well, it's, it mimics estrogen, but it comes from plants. And that's what phyto means. So uh, looking at stuff like that, knowing that I can't navigate this with you know, any sort of pharmaceutical and mm. having something like a cannabis infused lube is really exciting for me to kind of promote the idea of, especially for people who are, cannabis hesitant uh, and that you know they're still kind of skeptical it may not work for everyone but it, it certainly is an option to explore and what wonderful homework hey honey precisely <laughs> for date night i've got this stuff <laughs> and i would like to have you apply it you know, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah. you know, applied lubricant is fantastic, but if you're not feeling it or you're not in the mood, then mm-hmm. it's just, I'm not going to say unnecessary, but you just, it's not going to sometimes add to your comfort level or add to your excitement level. Yes. Yeah. To start off with a, a like a cannabis infused lube mm-hmm. and then, you know, work your way up to adding other ones in with it. Mm-hmm. As you know, more of a benefit. Yes, and certainly like getting to to know what works for you within the spectrum of cannabis, because 
you know, I was trying to think of how to describe where we are in terms of our reintroduction of cannabis into our society. And I kind of look at it this way. We are, if we go back 8,000 years and humans figured out that mashing up grapes and letting it sit in a pot uh, produce this stuff that you could drink and, and, you know, that becomes wine. Right now we are with cannabis. I, I kind of relate that to wine where we're at the stage where like, okay, this drink comes from this fruit, you know, and then how that evolves into white wine, red wine, you know, Prosecco or champagne for the French, you know, um, to, to me as consumers, we can go at least at some point and walk into a store and they have all of these uh, different varieties of wine and just like some dispensaries is that we, ha we have all of these varieties of cannabis and cannabis products, but we don't have an educated consumer base. So um, I think that it's going to be a slow process, but something like a cannabis infused lube really, really worked for you. And you didn't feel the pressure to also have to buy flower dried flower bud to smoke or vape or any sort of gummy or edible uh, situation that was not in the cards for you either so there is a full spectrum of cannabis products available for a whole variety of situations and and i think that that is going to be important going forward for people to know and mm. to be educated consumers yeah absolutely it's you know it's topical it's holistic. It has nothing to do with changing your perception or, you know, trying to go on a little trip. It's mm -hmm. basically, you know, what can it do for my body? Mm -hmm. Precisely. I'd, I'd be more interested in, you know, different, like ingesting or uh, edibles or something like that, just to see if that could help, but without making sure it was the right strain, I guess, without having to worry about, you know, getting high and falling asleep or getting couch locked because you want to, you know, take this or use this product to connect with your partner as opposed to watch movies and eat uh, corn chips it, on the couch. Yeah. And, and yes. Which and, and could think happen. That, yes, indeed. Indeed. And you don't want that either. So it's, it's, it's like the difference between having a white wine spritzer and like trying to drink port which I can't stand. Uh, <laughs> and then just like, ew, if my first introduction to wine, for example, was port, I'd be like, I am never drinking that shit again. No, don't even tell me about wine. And I think that that's a lot of uh, kind of cannabis hesitation with some people is that they had a bad experience when, you know, they who knows what they were smoking, um, if this was pre-legalization, certainly in our generation, who knows what were, what was in that joint were like, hey, do you want to like, do you want to puff on this? And, you know, luckily for us, we didn't really have any bad experiences, but certainly uh, the risk was there, you know, the risk was there. And, and now at least we're seeing a little bit more of a sophisticated eye when it comes to buying cannabis and purchasing cannabis. But I think it's going to be a long, slow learning process. But there's just a lot, there is a lot of cannabis science floating around out there. Um, and I, I'm 
I'm really looking forward to helping kind of standardize the general mm-hmm. knowledge of people. Well, and, if we yeah. hadn't have gone to that seminar, what, two, two years ago? I had no idea that cannabis infused lube was, was an option. Absolutely not. It, it wasn't on the market. It wasn't widely displayed. No one has talked about it. Not that I knew. There was, I'd never seen any research on it. You know, I knew you could apply cannabis topically. My neighbor makes a fantastic like burn bomb, a muscle yes. bomb with coconut oil, but mm-hmm. I had no idea that you could apply it. Yes. Intimately. Yes. And it just made complete sense. There is something called a CB1 receptor, which is part of the endocannabinoid system. And a high concentration of them are in the vaginal canal. So uh, when it comes to uh, cannabis-infused lube or suppository, these would have really beneficial effects for for women who are experiencing pain and dryness during intercourse. And I think that when you're talking about quality of life issues, when you have a satisfying intimate life, you know, the world is your oyster, really, because you are a fulfilled person in an intimate way. And there is nothing that can replace the, an intimate touch. That, that is just such a, a life-affirming activity. <laughs> if you're going to have a habit <laughs> or a hobby, <laughs> let it be a fulfilling intimate life. Really, and just you know, you never be hesitant to share something new with your partner. Yes, and what a great segue into the second part, because you purchased a relatively new piece of equipment for for your special time with your partner, and I really, I really wanted to talk about introducing toys. Because as just with lube, with like, why do you need lube? Why do you need something to help you get through this experience? Like slick mittens. (laughs) And the same goes for what do you need that for? Aren't I enough? And um, I think that that conversation also needs to happen. Just because one of the side effects of menopause is is really having a decrease of libido. If you have a decrease of libido, that has a cascading effect to, can I uh, have a satisfying intimate encounter when I'm just totally not into it? And something like getting a great vibrator can really help kind of stimulate at least some sensory things, even if you don't necessarily achieve an orgasm, Oh, that ride was really great. (laughs) And all of these chemicals were being stimulated. Things are getting stimulated. Even if it's, you know, I always achieve because like WeVibe is my, is my uh, go-to. And again, I'm not sponsored by these people, but I love my toy WeVibe. It's uh, cute. It's purple. It's rechargeable and it can travel in your hand luggage. You know, what is that? It's, uh, you know. Keeping me stable on the plane. <laughs> well, could you imagine? Because you can you can wear that and walk around. I can't imagine what that'd be like, but 
Uh, not that I'm encouraging uh, vibrator use on airplanes. I am not. But I'm just saying that it's easily transportable and is rechargeable with a USB. And I love them. And I have had many women talk to me about they can't really introduce toys without their partner being very insecure about it, thinking that somehow him and uh, and this for sure has been just the heterosexual normative relationships that I've had. Uh, other ones, no toys are not like, of course, <laughs> you know, it's not, a, there's never any sort of question about it. Of course, it is already there. But for, uh, you know, a lot of heterosexual relationships, this can be a real issue because people feel insecure. And I was just wondering, it, how did um, you approach that with your partner? Well, we had an open, honest conversation about introducing a, a toy into the, uh, you know, the sexual relationship. Because I wasn't looking to replace him mm -hmm. or I wasn't looking for a substitution for him or an added, I wasn't bringing home a, you know, 12 inch phallus <laughs> that rotated anything, <laughs> nothing. I was looking for something for me. This was something that he could use to help me achieve, right. a, you know, a, a better orgasm, a better, a better sexual experience. Mm -hmm. So when I suggested that perhaps we get a little, a little something, a little non-threatening, cute, we started off with like a little egg-shaped little <laughs> remote control handheld, and he was in, he had the control, he was the one who controlled the speed, he used it on me. It was it was very Aww, cute, very very nice. Lovely. But as things happen and wires fall out from use. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, the poor, it, it, you know what? It was a great, it was a sacrifice, you know? It was a sacrifice. <laughs> and then we looked together on a, uh, a hmm. website and we picked out, a, you know, a larger size, a larger version, more, um, I think more created for the female anatomy than the little egg was. Yeah. Like, the, I, oh, you're talking about something I think is called the silver bullet. Something like a silver bullet. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, yeah. just generic and, you know, could be used male or female, whatever you like, but it was for me. So it was, you know. Yeah, I've had those, the wire, the wiring in the those wire. toys are, they're, they're, they're really garbage. They have a short, and I, short I, I swear they are, they are made so flimsily that they are made to break, you know, <laughs> but Yeah. So I'm really like, okay, so yeah. you made it kind of like a joint experience, which is great because it's like, let's look for something that's going to help me. But like, it's also going to be yeah. make you as a participant. Yeah. yeah. Here's the, here's the one I picked. This mm -hmm. one was, you know, USB chargeable. Yep. So we can hide the cord. <laughs> What's this cord for? Nothing. Get out of our room. Mom, I went to like charge my cell phone in your room and I found this cord. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this has, you know, different speeds, different pulses, and it's quite an adventure learning together how it works and how to sure. use it and you know, applying, you know, it, it read the instructions as always. <laughs> never 
first start with appliances without reading the instructions. Yes. You know how to apply lube to it, which... Uh, always which use side. a water-based lube. Always use a water-based lube. Yes. You know which side is for this, which side is for that. You know, don't drop it <laughs> when you're too slippery with lube. <laughs> yeah. Slippery when wet. Slippery when wet. <laughs> Can be dropped. Can be dropped. <laughs> oh, that must have been an adventure. What? <laughs> I can hear it. Uh, so it, it, you know, it makes it it makes it fun. It makes it um, sure. you know we're we're doing this together. It is for me, but I um you know hopeful that he's enjoying. You know, sure. Using it with me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's just, again, it's not a replacement. It's an enhancement. There you go. There it is. That's the wisdom right there. It's an enhancement. It gets, you know, it gets me started and gets mm -hmm. me ready. And then I'm more appreciative. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm ready to carry on with the, uh, with the adventure. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's just. Yeah, you know, again, it's it's not a, it's not a replacement at all. I'm not looking I'm not looking to do this by myself or for myself. I'm looking for my partner to absolutely be part of this with me. Yes. Yes. And and I think that, you know, making it like a form of play. And I think that that's important when it comes to intimacy as well is that it is a form of play and um, you know, this this is going to be fun <laughs> as opposed to, you know, this is going to be a chore. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that that's, yeah. that is or so I, great. I got this because I'm going to need this every time. And I, I don't, I'm not going to need this every time, but sure. But even if you did, so what, because yeah. you know what this toy means, it means that we're both going to have a great time tonight. I've got something ready to assist me just, you know, one drawer away. <laughs> yes mm -hmm. you know what happens when you hear that drawer open <laughs> the kids hide <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh, I'm sure there's going to be drawer talks at therapy sometime <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, that's the thing there's no there used to be such a stigma about using any kind of you know, what's the word we're looking for here? Um, sexual assistance, any kind of mm -hmm. toys, anything. It was, you know, an affront to your partner. In ancient Greece, okay, they have full, like letters that um, Greek women, aristocratic women uh, were writing to each other, talking about how they would, it, they were actively encouraged to make their own bread vibrators. They would make bread and it was specific to their sexual needs. And they would use this when their husbands were off, you know, fighting in each other and whatever other local village. So yeah, like ancient Greece, bread vibrators. <laughs> so we've been using toys for a long time, mm -hmm. at least 28,000 years. And, and I don't think that like that stigma I don't know where it came from. I mean, I'm bl I'm blaming Queen Victoria because she was so uptight. And that whole era was so uptight. Well, bodices and all that stuff. So 
that's well, sort that's- of like shame-filled society exactly it's admitting to your partner that you need assistance yes and is that there's is that a failure on the female's part Mm -hmm. does it have to do with age because i'm getting older that you know this this is starting to happen where you know you need lubrication you might need assistance assistance (laughs) i see that how age Uh (laughs) (laughs) i need a little special attention yes basically but Mm -hmm. you know you we're hoping i'm hoping that the younger generation will learn just talk about it tell people tell your partner tell whoever you're with what you like what you need what works for you Mm -hmm. you know there's and there's no there's no stigma to it absolutely yes i think that that if that's like the most important thing uh is that the life hack for this is communication and uh, you just have to be open to having an honest conversation that is not finger pointing, you know, going, oh, you know, this is your fault. This mm-hmm. has got nothing to, to do with yeah. that it, it, at all. This has you to do with this because you don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can see, see myself going forward using, you know, using these tools that I've discovered. Right, well, exactly. In the future, you know, for a long, long time, I plan to be continuing on with these practices. <laughs> yes, like yoga, only for you exactly. know intimacy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's important, and 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 having just being open to listening to your partner and kind of going, hey. Um, See this little thing here? It has multiple speeds. <laughs> There's a little red circle in the catalog for what I'd like. <laughs> exactly. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> and maybe so should I. <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, being open with your partner like that is really the key to having a successful, intimate life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm really glad that you've been so open at discussing this and that and I'm just, that makes me so happy to know that you were willing to, to talk about this. And it's not just me, you know, having a lecture with the audience. Like I, re- I really want p- to encourage people to come here and visit and to, to tell their stories, because I think that by telling our stories, we are sharing hard fought wisdom mm-hmm. that that came with you know prices that we all paid and a lot of it was was dissatisfaction and and then how we came to the the satisfactory end of the scale you know you don't have to suffer in silence you there is a solution or there is a, a way to find your own solution not it's not a uh, one size fits all it's taking taking uh the initiative to your own satisfaction and hopefully your partner will be open to helping you find that as well and i think that you know by encouraging communication with your partner hope uh you know i i i want to build that bridge mm-hmm. well i've never had conversations about being sexually active during menopause with anyone but with anyone but you it's just Mm -hmm. it's just something that people aren't 
comfortable talking about. I really, you know, a few magazine articles here and there, but no, like it's just, is it just that private for women? Is it just that too personal? You know, I think women need a resource. They need a forum. They need to go and, you know, maybe I'll go on Reddit and do some research and see if there's a sex during menopause right. theme. But just, it's just not in any part of the conversation I've had with anybody, person to person. Yes. And that, um, that's the reason why I really wanted to do this is to, to give a platform for talking about this. And you know, not just from a female perspective, but from a couple or partnership situation. And that hopefully that this information can be listened to by someone who's outside looking in going, oh, if this is the problem, maybe I should take the initiative and buy some loop myself <laughs> and just kind of go, hey, um, I was just wondering if you'd like to try this. Uh, I'm pretty sure there would be some happier, receptive people going, oh, you mean you were thinking about that? You were thinking about my needs? Mm -hmm. How nice of you. <laughs> and just that in itself would be like, yay, happy times. Absolutely. Very well, good. What the one thing I just, I the only thing I can reflect on is the only women that I've known that have gone through menopause have been relations older women and relations mm -hmm. and you're just never going to have an open sexual conversation. No, that's these, true. With these ladies, because it's just something that you're not, they're not going to discuss with you. No, not at all. And you know what? The only thing that I got was like hushed conversations in the kitchen. She's going through the change. Mm -hmm. I'm going through the change. And then like, hush, 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 whisper, whisper, whisper. It was never something that was openly talked about. And, and that's a shame because like the older women who have gone through it, I want to offer, you know, warnings and examples for the women coming behind me, the younger generations mm -hmm. who, who, you know, forewarned, you know, this is what potentially what's going to happen. But, you know, here are some diet things that you can do here. You know, this is going to be perfectly normal. You are not you're the only one that's going through this. People have gone through this before and, and just feel like building that sort of community going. It's going to be OK. Things get better. It's going to be OK. I used to think that uh, when I was very young, when you went through the change, your hair turned gray because <laughs> all the all the all the aunties, all the women that I had met that it were going through the change their hair just suddenly turned gray and i had nobody explained that to me nobody explained how pigments change hair mm -hmm. follicles change mm -hmm. everything changes but i just thought oh my hair's gonna turn gray oh yeah oh i went i went gray at a very young age really young mm -hmm. uh whereas my sister with had nothing to do with menopause just like Thanks, genetics. Whereas my sister, my sister, I think she has like maybe a hundred gray hairs now. And she's, you know, oh my God, look at how my, it's like, don't even try and moan about your, you know, the pluckable grays that you got at the front. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, like how, how society has, has really made the word menopause like this 
scary yet mystical kind of like alarming like warning sign and the coven opens and all (laughs) the ladies meet at midnight naked with their hair flowing dancing around a fire that's menopause yeah exactly and you know what i could hardly wait to our party (laughs) because if there's one thing i like doing Mm -hmm. especially during a heat flash Mm -hmm. is running around a bonfire naked take that think about it historically how many menopausal women were running around outside naked because they were just (laughs) that hot and then they got caught and we're called witches (laughs) (laughs) yes oh please with my mouth i never would have even made it past puberty probably (laughs) i would have had that like clamp on my tongue the entire time <laughs> yeah, like I can only imagine. Yeah, exactly. Menopausal women have a hot flashes in the forest. Yep. yep. They're a witch. Historical menopause. <laughs> Hysterical menopause, I think. Oh, yes. Well, yes. Obviously. Well, you know, you should read up the history of the vibrator. That is really interesting when you're talking about hysteria. Because come going back to the ancient Greeks, the reason why they actively encouraged women to to use the bread dildo was they felt they felt that if in the absence of quote unquote sperm uh you know the male essence that the womb detached itself and started floating around your body so you were actively encouraged to use the bread dildo and satisfy yourself so that your womb did not wasn't like some sort of free flowing entity Mm -hmm. so i think that that's interesting like how we approach female orgasm and sexual satisfaction thanks vicky queen victoria for for making any sort of what what was it close your eyes and think of england (laughs) yeah lie back back. think of england yep uh it's like nice ladies don't move you know, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, the putting the priority of female satisfaction has not been actively encouraged in, in uh, a lot of places. And I really want to help change that because ultimately, if everyone's satisfied sexually in your encounters with each other, then it's going to happen more often. <laughs> it's like, if everyone's having a great time, then why don't we get to do this a lot? And I think that, you know, I want to encourage that sort of thing. So it becomes like a regular activity, you know, then you, you know. Yeah, and age has nothing to do with it. Age has nothing to do with the sexuality. Exactly. It's just, you know, physiology. Physiology? Is that a word? Physically. Physically. There are always challenges physically, especially if Mm -hmm. you're going through you know, chemo, menopause, anything like that, something's mm-hmm. thrown in your way, find a way around it, find a way to deal with it, find mm-hmm. a way that's comfortable for yourself and just, you know, carry on. You could just say, that's it. I'm done. I have absolutely no sexual interest. And then you'd have to have another kind of discussion with your partner and just say, this is it. It's it's done. It's gone. There's, there'll be no more sex. And then what do you do at that point? That that's, is that's another that. conversation. That's another conversation. And then you just, you know, 
just find a way for yourself. I mean, this having, you know, a fulfilling sexual relationship is not just for my partner. It's for me. It's absolutely for me. That's my priority. For exactly. Me. Yes. Yay. And and that is an important message and a message that I want to to repeat over and over and over again. Because I like multiples. <laughs> um. uh, <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you so much for, for being so open and honest with us today. And we will talk soon. And I'm so glad that you've still got that glow. Look at that glow. Ah, what's it like? What's it like? I'm jealous, okay? I'm jealous of your glow. Well, you have an excellent day and I will talk again soon. Thank you for listening to Love, Sauce and Grass. If you have a story to share or a knowledge you want to pass on, please get in touch. I can be found on Instagram, Love, Sauce and Grass or laurahamilton.cancan. For one-on-one -on -one bookings, please visit my website, womensexandcannabis.com. The products mentioned in this podcast are opinions only and not paid for advertising. This is not meant to be a substitute for medical advice. Please consult a medical practitioner before starting any product. open up my drawer and just kind of go choose your weapon wisely exactly, exactly. <laughs> or oh, i'll grab mine and then just i challenge you to a duel <laughs>
Yeah, it so is this really so, pretty. So this particular one has the rose, and everybody knows what the rose does, right? Which is like vibrate, sucks on your clit with like pleasure air technology. But then it also has this other piece here that you see down here. Here, yeah, and that right there is like a little small dildo, and it thrusts back and forth. Like it's like okay, it's, it's like I have a, not like heard of this motion. suction technology before. You have or you have not? I have not. I have not. Really. Really? No, I, you know what? I guess I'm just like, really, I've got my WeVibe and I haven't really expanded into any new toys lately. Oh, so when I saw it. that rose, I was like, yeah. oh, look, it's in the shape of a rose and it looks yeah. so cute and pretty. I got you covered. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so toys like that is called Air Pulse. Some people say Air Pulse, Air Pleasure Technology. I want to say approximately came out or at least hit the scene about three years ago. And uh, one of the first companies that kind of introduced that uh, type of technology was Womanizer. Then from Womanizer came Satisfier. And then every other company started following suit. So what ended up happening is, is this Rose toy went viral and the rest is history. And I ended up having customers come to me about it. So I ended up doing my research, got my hands on it because I really like to carry a good quality product. And then the rest is history. And I've just been selling them left and right. But like they have a rose, they have a penguin. At one point in time, they had a squirrel. Um, they have something called the sucky ducky uh, that comes in the color of yellow and pink, uh, yellow or pink, I should say. So, yeah, so it, it's a lot of different toys out there. Sucky ducky. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I was going to choke on that for sure. <laughs> oh, and I bet people have. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, like, and I, and I have like a shit ton of toys, like from glass to dildos from like about two, three inches long to like 15, 16 inches long, um, jelly double dongs, you know, like, or I shouldn't say jelly, but double dongs up to like what I want to say, like 18 inches or 20 inches. Like I have vibrators that has like yeah. 69, 69 functions, rechargeable toys, wow. with one year, three year, five year. 10 year warranties, 15 year warranties on the motors. So yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm big, I'm big on getting my customers a good price toy, but also great quality and, and answering any questions they may have. Oh, that's so good that it's long lasting. Cause you know, I I spent way too much of my dollars on toys that broke like after the second use. And I'm looking at you silver bullet thing. Those mm -hmm. wires are like the shittiest ever. And, and when I and when I upgraded to a WeVibe, I thought this is the top of my the the vibrator mountain. It's got to be. And then I went onto your site and was like, Laura, you are basically driving around in a Model T Ford, yelling out the window, listen, look at my ride. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but yeah, but like it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of sex toys out there now. Sometimes it like blows my mind. Some of the stuff that they have now, I mean, like all different types of sex machines, body parts, where like what they call fuck me silly dolls, like you name it, like it, it's out there. Yeah. And when um, I was talking to you, um, I was trying to explain what you were explaining to me about what you see coming in like the metaverse and how, you know, that toys and the blue chip, uh, blue chip tooth technology are getting so advanced that yeah. basically I can see somebody just putting on some sort of mesh on their body 
Mm-hmm. And then having having a virtual a VR experience with that. Absolutely, absolutely. I could I could see that happening because um I do IT uh, uh in my full time job, so I can definitely see it happening. It's just a matter of companies, you know, like really just fleshing out like whatever issues, um, you know, like really understanding and just honing their skills, and then um, and then just also just honing like the software that could produce that type of pleasurable experience. And I can surely see that probably happening in within the next maybe two to five years tops, if not earlier. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like all of the possibilities for people to indulge in their, you know, intimate fantasy life. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. There are so uh, I was just reading a study actually on couples and whether like the fantasy life we're, we're kind of told that men are the ones that have all of these uh, intense and varied sexual fantasies. And and, um, when it comes right down to it, guys are perfectly okay in a lot of circumstances. And Mm -hmm. I'm hoping you can dispute this. I'm I'm hoping you can tear this down. Uh, According to the study, it said that men would be perfectly happy having sex in the same position time and time again, because they're like, Hey, I'm having sex and this is just fine. And whereas women were like uh, having a fantasy life where it's like, oh, God, not this again. And, right. and just like having like, OK, well, I'm going to have to go to my happy place and right. then have like whatever kind of kinky ass stuff that's going to get me to where I need to go right. um, with with this man that's been like right. doing the wrong thing for 20 years. Right. So so let me just say this. Whoever wrote it, researched it, whatever you want to say, should just stop altogether. I know tons of men who do not want to have sex in the same position. Hell, I've been married for nine years and I do not want to have sex in the same position like I don't. You know, but the key is, is that if you are in a rut or you're constantly doing that same position over and over again, it's communication with your partner. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and but it's not like. Hey, you keep putting me in the same fucking boring position. You need to switch it up. Let's not hurt people's feelings, right? And plus, like guys like to walk around and be very macho, but in actuality, their egos are very fragile. So, you know, so what normally just happens is you just have a conversation like, hey, babes, or hey, honey, whatever, you know, whatever your, your term of endearment is, and basically just say, hey, I really like this position, but I like it better when you were doing this or when you had me on my side or when you were pulling on my hair or, you know, like, or when I was riding you, like, you know, like that's when I felt as though I was getting ready to climax. I can really feel how big you were, like all that stuff. And when you talk like that, ladies, or I should say uh, Volvo owners, you know, the guys were like, oh, yeah, really? You know, like <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> So, so it's what you say is how you say it, and you know, and then just go from there. I think with a lot of guys, or at least the guys that might have uh, interviewed for that uh, for that research uh, panel, probably are coming from a perspective of they don't feel as though that they can communicate to their partner for fear of when they do communicate, things will get shut down, and then they won't get sex at all. Now, I do know there's tons of guys that are in that particular situation where it's like. Hey, even if I tell her that she can't really suck dick and I can say it in the nicest way, like I probably won't get my I probably won't get my dick sucked for like six months to a year. That's one of the things that kind of scare a lot of guys. Gotcha. So they can't so they can't necessarily be upfront and honest. But again, 
the way to do that is to say, hey, if I'm not pleasing you, like I always tell guys, take the onus on yourself, right? Which is one of when you're talking to your partner, say, hey, if I'm not pleasing you, please let me know. You're not going to hurt my feelings or anything like that, but let me know because my ultimate goal is to actually please you. And then also ask for that in return. Be like, hey, if you're not pleasing me, you know, is it okay that I tell you, you know, but we all speak within like a respectful manner. I'm not going to say like, oh my God, you're the fucking worst. Like, get out of here. I'm going to get another, I'm going to get another woman. Like, don't do that. Right. That's grounds to get fucked up. But at the end of the day, what you want to do is, is just, you know, communicate, you know, talk nicely, but then more importantly, try to get your point across and then you should be able to go from there. Absolutely. And, and when I first uh, talked to you, you were, you were really mentioning some things that in terms of women making men feel comfortable in disclosing this thing, disclosing their fantasies that really made me step back and go, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right. Like we live in a world right now where, where, where like ladies are, have a lot of women empowerment, right? They can be sexually open. Now, some people may agree with me. Some people may disagree with me. But from my lens, right, or at least, you know, where I am here in the United States, I see a lot of ladies that are, you know, like open sexually in swinger environments, like you name it, polyamorous relationships, you name it. You know, if they say they're bisexual, pansexual, demisexual, whatever it is, it's celebrated. But for men, not so much. We're still stuck in like the 1920s, right? Where it's just like a man, you know, like the only type of pleasure we can quite possibly have is penis and vagina, you know what I'm saying? Like pleasure or with our hands, so to speak. And then in a lot of cultures, it's more so like that's even taboo. So, you know, and as as guys, we have to realize that we can take pleasure in our own hands and we don't have to have, you know, a a vulva on around us in order to experience pleasure. Now, with that being said, a lot of guys are just very quiet and very secretive in what they like for fear of they're going to be labeled as gay, for fear of being labeled as they're weird, um, for fear of just, you know, like just not being an alpha male, right? And in all three of those instances, it's incorrect. It's more so this person wants to experience pleasure at the you know highest possible rate. And my whole thing is, is that in order to try to create that environment, like I was telling you before, two things need to happen. One, men need to create a safe space for women, which is, you know, whatever she's into, it shouldn't matter if she wants to bring a vibrator to the bedroom. It shouldn't matter. Like your ego should not get in a way where you feel as though this sex toy is going to actually replace you. Shouldn't be that way at all. Right. Secondly, is, is that ladies should create a safe space for men, because at the end of the day, we don't really have that safe space to actually open up sexually. Hence why you have a lot of guys that are that are on the DL and do a lot of things like that because they can't be their authentic selves. Even if they just want to take a finger up the ass, right? It'll be, oh my God, this person's gay. They're gay forever, right? But a lady can actually play with 20 different women, you know, and guys and do all types of things and still be heterosexual and walk down the aisle and wear a white dress. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And my thing is, is that it's double standards on both, on both sides. I'm here to tear down the double standards all together. 
And my thing is, is that if ladies can, can create the help, create that safe space for guys, I think a lot of guys will be more open. And when they become more open and then they figure out what they like and how to please their partners and they become sexually educated, they then become better pleasure partners. I think the reason why a lot of guys are the way they are is because they're not educated sexually. Nine times out of 10, if you ask a guy, what do they like? Break it down to for you. Just the next time you talk to a guy or one of your friends, just say, how do you like your dick, sir? Just say it just like that. They'll be like, well, uh, I mean, um, I just want my dick, sir. It was just like, well, tell me, how do you like it? Right. Do you like, you know, and then and like they'll just be like baffled and don't know how to answer that question. That comes from a person that's not sexually in tune with themselves. They don't know what they like fully. So you can't communicate to a person and what you like. But when you can communicate that and you're not ashamed, then what ends up happening is, is you have that creates that safe space. You guys can enjoy sex. You can enjoy sex separately together. But more importantly, you can go to a whole nother level. So that's my whole thing is, is creating safe space, both vulva owners and penis owners. Oh, uh, absolutely. And here, here. And I am happy to swing a hammer and bring that whip brick wall down because like, <laughs> I'm more than happy to start swinging at that. And that really made me think of my own uh, sexual past, which is uh, long and varied. <laughs> right. Same here. But, uh, plus, I'm like old and ancient. Right. So I did a lot of my public scandalous behavior before cell phones had phone uh pictures so <laughs> there's no photographic evidence anywhere right, right. i got you <laughs> <laughs> but and, and when i think about that when i am uh disclosing some of my adventures i i know that you know my stories are received with with pleasure and mm-hmm. and i think about if a man was telling also these stories, would they get the same sort of, oh, that's, you know, you go girl, the same no. sort of encouragement. It would be like, you're such a dog. <laughs> right. it, it would be that it would be that. Or if a man is just like, you know what? I had the greatest uh, pleasure. I got pegged. Right. Or I tried to anal plug people. Oh, around yeah, me, for sure. Pe- people would be like, oh. Did you know such and such is gay? Oh my God, I would never do that. This is the third. And it shouldn't be that way. Like true, true, truly, it shouldn't be that way. That, that's interesting because like maybe it's like in your experience, because like all of the guys that I have had encounters with who are younger than me, they mm-hmm. were all about ass play. They just, it's just like, yeah. So, so to me, it's like, oh, good. Then the, the generation right. coming up is perfectly happy with exploring their their anal play but when i am anywhere near my own generation it is nothing but homophobia i can't go like i can barely hold their ass let alone play with it right i agree with you and yeah and like um and like that's what i see a lot of too like um like down here in the states i'm pretty sure you guys have it up in, uh, in toronto they have like nude uh nude sipping paints right so you have like a male model or sometimes there's a female model but nine times out of ten it's a male model and what they do is, is they open it up to both men and women and you go to the event and then your guy just gets completely nude and then the you know folks are there and they're just painting and, and drinking and having a good time and you literally see men and women there and when you walk in you don't see women like giving guys like the side eye and stuff like that or vice versa. It's just like 
hey, we just come to look at a naked body, you know, get our, you know, voyeur, voyeurism on and or look at big dicks or whatever the case may be and then paint and then hang out with our friends and then call it a night. But if that happened in your generation or my generation, right, everything will be, oh, my God, that's gay. I'm never doing that. Like the slightest things is gay. Right. And oh, just, yeah, absolutely. Like the gay it, it just, panic. Yeah, it just, panic. <laughs> it, it just it just gets on my nerves, you know, and I'm, I'm just happy, you know, that the younger, you know, that the younger generation is embracing their sexual selves. More importantly, I just want them to be as safe as possible, because while exploring is great, but also protecting yourself is even better. So, yeah, so we definitely got to do it. I just want to see them do a better job with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm 100 percent. And I'm sorry, but we don't have a sip and paint evening and i want to start having them now that we've got indoor things all i can think about is like that is such a great idea because like having a nude model with a mixed gendered room Mm -hmm. i think really kind of will change everyone's kind of attitude (laughs) and just kind of relax them because like it's a reminder that we're all naked under our clothes, but also I think it's visually stimulating. It's like, wow. And then painting whatever you, it's a conversation starter. And what better conversation starter than a, than a big giant dick. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) exactly. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you where else that I thought that was like pretty dope outside of like the paint and sip or this past summer, I ended up going to a new beach. Right. And what was so dope about it was, was that, We've met a group of people out there that we didn't even know. There's actually a group um, that I found on Instagram. So my wife and I, we went out there and we just hung out. And the coolest thing was, is that because you didn't have any clothes on, everybody was in like their most vulnerable state. And it just forced you to kind of like create a conversation outside of just looking at the person's tits or dick or whatever the case may be. And it was just like some of the most genuine conversations, but everybody was just extremely chill, but everybody was on an even playing field because we all were naked. Like, you yeah. see what I'm saying? So yeah. it kind of like stripped away, like all of the BS things that you would hide behind, like jewelry and fancy clothes and stuff like that. And you really got a chance to genuinely meet people, learn who they are and go from there. So I actually thought that was a pretty cool experience too. So if folks haven't tried that, I think they should. Oh, I'm all about running around naked. I love it. I Me love too. it. Me too. All right, if I could walk around naked and go to work naked, I would. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's like minus two right now in Toronto. So I think that that might be a, a yeah, little. That's a no, that's a no that, go for you. That, that's a bit of a nippular situation. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think that like the way that you embrace your your sexuality and and the way that you're pushing for people to be open, people to be mm-hmm. safe is right. really, really important. And I want to amplify that so, so much. And I want that rose thing like that, that I've never seen the suction toys before that that's like a whole new thing for me. Let's chat. Let's chat after the, uh, after the, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite, quite intrigued, quite intrigued. And, and I'm really so proud of you because I was uh, of course going through your Instagram and like seeing you at, at business functions and going, yes, exactly. There should be a male entrepreneur who is promoting this stuff. And, and I'm just like, Oh, wait, I'm going to, you know, loud speakers screaming out uh, platinum pleasures. Because uh, it's just like, and you ship to Canada. 
That's right. Platinum treasures. Yeah, we ship to Canada, ship all over, you know, all over the globe. Wherever these products are accepted, we'll we'll get it to you. It's not a problem from there. But yeah, like I started out, like I think I told you, like I started out as an entertainer or a stripper uh, back in my college days. And then I kind of flipped into or transitioned into selling like uh, sex toys. And um, it's been great. And like what I saw was, was just like, at least with my culture, you know, being an African-American male, you know, you quickly saw, you quickly saw where, you know, like these ladies are using these products, but no one was like really educating them, right? So I give you an example. You know, certain companies were offering them lubes, but they were offering them like flavored lubes and things of that nature. Well, if you're if you're a Volvo owner and you're sensitive down there, nine times out of ten, the ingredient that's going to set you off is going to be glycerin, right? Or like parabens or anything like that. So if you're trying to use that type of stuff, it could throw your pH off, like a whole bunch, a whole bunch of things. So what I saw was, was like, you know what? I could kind of jump in here. The niche was me being a man on top of learning the product, educating myself on the product, but then making it cool to actually talk about sex because we all do it, right? We all do it. We all enjoy it. But yet we're all hush-hush as it relates to sex. Why? Like totally, why? We, we gossip about every other thing, other people's businesses and stuff like that. Why the hell won't we just talk about sex openly? You like double <laughs> penetration? whatever, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you like big cocks, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you like, you know what I'm saying? You want to try a threesome or get pegged or whatever the case may be. Like everyone should be open to talk about, you know, like just sex in general. And I think that alleviates the tabooness of it. But more importantly, people can get educated and they tend not to make some of the mistakes that they're making now, which is having sex without a condom, getting STDs, STIs, having kids early, you know, things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not like those sorts of diseases have gone away. Exactly. And, and, and uh, even though we may have a handle on them, why would you burden yourself with a disease? Uh, just out of ignorance, you know, absolutely. nobody, yeah. nobody wants that absolutely. at all. You also mentioned in our conversation that, there was no place to really have guys be naked together and mm-hmm. appreciate or, mm-hmm. or see a naked man without mm-hmm. being panicked that yeah. them being seeing somebody being naked and sexual and swinging around mm-hmm. a pole, like a female stripper is such a taboo. And I was thinking yeah. about that a lot because I have been to a male strip club and I know right. that it's women only. And I know that the shows are, are kind of raunchy and, you know, this, and the women are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what happens when women mm-hmm. go in there, but they go nuts. And, and uh, I was, you know, thinking about like why straight guys couldn't go and see naked men because mm-hmm. women go into strip bars Right. And, and I myself have been into a woman. So right. like comparing the men and the women, I right. completely understand. Like it, it's a totally different experience. Right. But at the same time, I think if guys were actually there, that not necessarily, well, maybe married couples, who knows? But I, I think that if there were men there, the, the kind of frenzy, like that is some, that's almost like ancient Greek kind of rights when you're there, right? It's like, you know, yeah. if they threw if they threw somebody in the middle of that ring and said, okay, ladies, tear them apart, they would. 
Right. <laughs> me, me personally, it just goes back to like the double standards, right? The patriarchs, you know, like and how they, you know, set things up. You know, women should do X, Y, and Z. Men can do this, can't do that, whatever the case may be. And it's just up to us as a people to just shatter the BS and just be like, go for what you know, right? If this is what you like or you want to, you know, indulge in, that's fine. As long as we're not hurting kids and animals and women or other people, I should say, have at it, you know, like have at it. But we shouldn't have, we shouldn't sit here and judge anyone, right? And my thing is, is like, again, like I said before in our conversation a day or two ago, like ladies can practically go everywhere. They can go, they have their own male reviews where they can watch male entertainment. Men can't go. I, as a man, have we have gentlemen clubs, but ladies can attend. Not a problem at all to watch women, you know, and sometimes like, you know, guys will say, well, why do I want to watch another male? It's not necessarily mean that you're gay. You could just be into voyeurism. You could just like people. You could just like watching naked bodies, which is totally fine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their kinks, their fetishes, their idiosyncrasies and, you know, and like whatever gets you off. Like a lot of people, you know, they get off by just looking at things that's very visual to them. Right. They, I know I have tons of customers that, you know, that are men and they like to watch men get naked. But the thing is, is that they're not attracted to the man. They're not, they don't want to have sex with the man. It's just visually pleasing to them. And then they can, go home and go do whatever and then go from there. Right. And I just think that people just need to respect people's boundaries, what they're into and go from there, but shouldn't be shocked because if you look in everybody's background or history, everybody has done something that's a little weird that someone else will go, oh, really? So it is what it is. Oh God, I have volumes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. No regrets either. So, right. you right. know, and, and I think that even maybe a less than pleasant sexual experience, it was still now a really great story mm-hmm. and a learning experience. And it's just like, well, I know what I'm not going to do again. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And that's what I tell people when you play with sex toys and you get to learn your body, you really start to learn, like, what do you like, what you don't like, what you're willing to try, what you're not willing to try, or at least try everything once. And if it's something you don't genuinely like, you don't like. But then what happens is, is that you become much more educated, right? So even in the bedroom and you're working with a partner. So let's just, I'm going to use you for an example. Let's just say you and I meet and we decide and we decide to have sex with one another. Although you and I haven't had a long-term relationship of knowing each other, but because of your sexual experiences and because of my sexual experiences, we can get into a bedroom and probably within a few minutes kind of figure out what each other likes. Like you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because we have the experience. Open up my my drawer and just kind of go, <laughs> choose your weapon wisely. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or well, I'll grab mine and then just... <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of the tips that you had is like making sure you don't uh, screw up your power cords because so many toys like there's not a universal usb that they use and it drives me crazy it drives me nuts too or they don't on the actual charger put a label and or uh like inscribe like their company's logo on it so that you know or color coded like if it's yeah orange, exactly orange, the cord is orange so let me just give that tip uh for the folks that's listening in 
when you buy a sex toy and that sex toy is rechargeable and it comes with a cord, what I advise is, is do you guys have Walmarts in? Um, in yeah, Canada? yeah, we do. So you can go to Walmart or like or like a dollar store or anything like that. And you can get like these little like string tag labels or like the ones where you can kind of kind of like uh, put them together and they kind of stick together. And what I normally do is I just write the name of the actual toy and then the name of the company. Then I kind of put that string tag on the actual charging cord and then I just wrap it up. So after I'm finished charging, right, you know, I store away all of my charging cords separately from my sex toys. But if I end up having a Lovins or a Satisfier or a Wee Vibe, then I'm just looking through my cords and, oh, there's the Wee Vibe, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then I can connect it, go from there. That way you don't have five cords. You don't know what the hell they go to or 20 cords or if anything like me, a couple hundred cords and sex toys and you're like i have no clue what this goes to yeah and i thought that that was a brilliant idea because they come in a bag of a hundred and i'm like if that's gonna be a new year's resolution it would be like i'm gonna use all of these tags right and (laughs) I'll, i'll share another tip too is is that if you're still stuck in prehistoric times i'm not judging you but if you have a toy that actually has batteries it's always best to when you're finished playing is to take the batteries out of the toy. Because what ends up happening is, is the longer you leave the batteries in the toy, then the batteries can end up exploding or causing corrosion around the terminals. And once battery acid gets on like the terminal, the battery terminal, the toy is done. There is no way to revive it or anything like that. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. God. I haven't used a battery operated toy in forever just because of that very reason. And that very thing happened to me because I'm like, how did this like, what the hell is this now? And like, oh, battery (laughs) acid everywhere. As if I'm going to put that near my genitals now. No, exactly. Exactly. No. So, yeah. So So those are some of the uh, tips that I would share. Others would be is definitely clean your toys as soon as you get them. You know, some people say use soap and water. I always advise that you should use toy cleaner. Um, you know, let your sex toys air dry as opposed to taking like a like a cloth or anything like that and kind of drying it off. Then you kind of get like lint and stuff like all over like the toy. That yeah. can be a problem. Also mm-hmm. cross cross contamination of bacteria, depending on what sort of cloth yeah. that you're using. Yes, absolutely. 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 Air dry your toys. Air dry your toys. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a ton of tips out there. So yeah, definitely air drying your toys, charging up your toys when you're finished playing, recharge them. So then when you go back to use them again, they're fully charged. Yeah. Like, um, and definitely, you know, like store them away properly. So not in your sock drawer or anything like that. Try to get little silk bags and put yes, them Yes. I saw the, the, I saw the bags and I thought, yeah. of course, because, okay. At least with the Wii Vibe, it comes with its own little stand. Right. Mm-hmm. But some of the toys yep. they're, they're not, you're not going to have a stand large enough for for, for, the, for the toy to charge properly so mm-hmm. yeah having um storing them in a nice little silk bag was that silk yeah. that you put that toy in yes yeah, silk or satin and don't they deserve a home like that <laughs> absolutely, they do. absolutely. And, yeah. and oh yeah absolutely treating your toys well why shouldn't you and <laughs> i have to say the gold sparkly toy Oh my goodness. Oh, I you love talk, the- oh, you, t- oh, you talk, you talking about the anal plug? Yes. 
<laughs> the one that's on your Instagram page. I was like, mm-hmm. what? That is gorgeous. First of all, it's so sparkly. It's so bling. And I'm like, oh, my, my, my. What would you say to uh, toys in the Santa sack? What would your be? What would be your recommendation for a kind of wow toy other than that uh, gem of a butt plug? It all it all depends on the actual person, right? So I will say for my vulva owners that like clitoral stimulation, I would say the Rose or practically any air pulse technology toy like the womanizer duo like you if you're not cost conscious and and money is really not an issue then the womanizer duo is definitely a really good toy if you're cost conscious then i would say like the rose or like the satisfier penguin um you know like that's you know a good product if you're into like bluetooth then i would either do like the we bob lines of toys you can't go wrong there but the only thing is is that they have, they, their vibration is very soft because their silicone is soft, right? Yeah. So by the silicone being soft, the vibration is soft and it's not as intense. But if you're looking for like harder, like silicone, or I should say firmer with a stronger vibration, then I would, I would recommend like, um, like the edge, if you're a guy for like prostate uh, play, the hush, um, like the hush, what is it? I think it's the hush three now. Or um, so yeah, by Lovence, those um, they make very strong vibrators as well. If you're into glass, then you really can't go wrong with glass toys. You know, there's a lot of various different versions. So those those are some of the ones that I would recommend there. Um, I'm so yeah. scared of using glass just because I'm such a klutz. Here's the thing: I, I share some information with you. The glass toys that we sell is actually made out of I think it's called borsillic glass. I could be pronouncing that wrong, so forgive me, everyone. But is actually very durable glass. So the likelihood of you like dropping it and breaking it slim to none. So I get a lot of customers that'll say, oh no, I don't want to use glass because I'm afraid it might break in my vagina or like my ass, right? Or my asshole. And this is like, well, you drink out of a drinking glass every day or at a restaurant, you don't think twice about it. And they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Right. So, you know, like, Exactly. It's just like, um, what do you think the inside of your body's made out of? It's not cement. (laughs) Right. And the interesting thing is, is is like if you take the glass toy and launch it down the street, of course, it's going to break. But if you just happen to just drop it like, you know, then no. But not all glass toys are created equal. Some glass toys has a lot of stress fractures in it. Or as you use it over time, they can have stress fractures. So you always want to kind of get glass that are kind of made in like two and three ply of glass or like what I was saying before, like the borsillic glass. Oh, have you ever heard of like Pyrex, like a little like Pyrex uh, type glass? No, for like me- for like measuring. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like okay. And, and like uh, stuff like that. Like, yeah, like that type of glass you won't have any issues with. Amazing. That is so amazing. And I really love the fact that uh, you've been so forthright and, and your uh, anal play uh, approval and, and men being okay to explore that without being considered gay. And, right. and yeah. And I really have been thinking so much about, you know, same sex visuals are mm-hmm. not necessarily an indication of you being a homosexual right. oriented or bi oriented. Right. And even if you were, it doesn't matter. But right. I think Agreed. that there's just such a panic mm-hmm. that uh, well, 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 I don't want to watch that. It's like, mm-hmm. and yet you have 
300 that you've watched more than once. Here's the thing. When guys <laughs> approach me and they say, like, why would I want to watch guy on guy porn or anything like that? I don't like anything to deal with men. Wait a minute. I, I look at them and I go, ah, 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 ah. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And I go, well, you watch heterosexual porn and you watching this woman, right? You know, you know, like gag on this guy's dick. Like, isn't that considered gay? Because you're like literally watching him get his dick sucked. And then mm-hmm. they're like, then they pause. And then it's just like, you like what you like. It is what it is. Like, just let everyone be themselves. And when you can do that, you won't have any problems. But I think what it is, is, is that everybody's just scared to be their authentic selves, you know, for fear, for fear of being judged. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, sorry, I was like choking on my water. It's um, okay. Are you sure you were just choking on your water? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. If, <laughs> if only. <laughs> um, yeah. God, it's been so long since I choked like that. <laughs> it's so important, I think, for for men to to feel free to explore. And it really never dawned on me until I spoke to you, which is why I'm like, I'm your biggest fan right now. I it never it. really dawned on me how insecure men felt about disclosing their yeah. intimate fantasies. And yeah. I thought, oh my God, what a burden. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that it takes guys like myself to really just open up just to say, look, guys, it's okay to own sex toys. It's okay to fantasize about this. It's okay to think this, you're not dirty. You're not weird. You know, all that stuff. And then eventually they'll come around, like they'll come around. Well, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, because you know what? We're coming into the holiday season. Right. And the holiday season is when people either get engaged or they get divorced. Because it's like, I'm going to go through all of this family drama, but I'm not going to go through another year with you. Right. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think that, you know, you being so positive about people exploring and being safe and feeling and feeling secure in disclosing mm-hmm. that, I think is that that was what's going to save marriages, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. So, yeah. But again, one of the things that can save marriages is, is that folks just need to communicate. Right. Absolutely. The more that they can communicate, the better the situation is. Simply put. Even like I talk to singles, when you're going out on a date, now do I think on your first date you need to talk about sex and all that type of stuff? No, but probably within the first three to four. Because if you think about it like this, if in the first few dates you can say, well, where do you work? What do you see yourself in three years, five years? You see yourself with kids. A lot of those are kind of like invasive questions, right? But at least you want to get answers on it Mm because you want to see if that person is compatible you know, like, you know, for you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you guys have some type of compatibility there. Well, what make you think you shouldn't ask questions sexually too, right? Yeah. What's the, what's the point in getting into a relationship and being in a six, three months, six months, a year plus, and then you realize this person is not sexually compatible with you. Oh yeah. So I'm a a firm believer of after the first few dates. Now I tell penis owners, don't be creepy. Right. And don't, you know, like ask all these questions like, oh, yeah, well, I'm asleep with you tonight. But it's what do you what do you like? What type of sex do you like? Are you just into men? Are you into women? You know, like what is your sexual orientation? You know, like all of these various different things. How do you feel about sex toys? All of that stuff. I feel like you should put it out on the table. And if the person is just like, oh, hell no, I don't play with sex toys or or they should not be in the bedroom. If I see you bring one to the bedroom, I'm going to burn it or throw it out the window. 
maybe that person is not for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, if they can't take the honest answer, then they shouldn't ask the honest question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's how I see things is, is like, right. You know, like if you're going to ask questions about a person's finances, where do they see themselves, what type of work that they do and all that stuff, then you should be able to have a pretty grown up conversation about sex and, you know, like, are you guys compatible? And then you can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or at least, you know, if you haven't done it, at least be mind, open-minded enough to go, yeah, maybe I will try that. Right, I'm, a tri- exactly. I'm a trisexual, right? <laughs> hey, I've, act- I've actually used that before. People say, well, what's your sex to Tell them I'm a trisexual. And they're like, Tri. what the hell is that? I'm willing to try anything once. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then, and then do it again, just to make sure. Make sure. Exactly. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Okay. Well, I don't want to take you any more of your time, but no, I think fine. that you, uh, I think that you've really, oh, I'm, I'm just so impressed with your message, uh, your, your business philosophies Thank and, you. and also some of that lingerie, some of that lingerie and, 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 you know, large enough sizes that it's going to fit me because I, I can tell you right now, I have never purchased anything from La Vie en Rose or that other, that other thing. Like they mm-hmm. only went up to, I think a D cup and I'm an F, right? So it's like, we got, we, we got you covered down here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Listen, I can down. hardly wait to take a road trip because I know where I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be like, <laughs> okay, they're going to love looking at my carry on. <laughs> Except I'm going to have to like have the lube shipped because I am not going, you sell lube, right? We sell everything. So yes, we sell flavored lubes. We sell vegan friendly lubes. We sell uh, silicone water-based hybrid lubes, like you name it. <laughs> oh, amazing thicker, gift thicker ideas. Thinner lubes, eight oh. ounce bottles, 4.2 ounce bottles, <laughs> 3.4 ounce bottles, enough to be able to get you through T- TSA with no issues. Yes, we got it covered. Oh, amazing. Okay. <sighs> I can hardly wait to come and visit you. <laughs> I need that story. I'm going to have to do like an Instagram live going, look at where I am. At no last. problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like I said before, anything you need, you can just send me a DM and I'll definitely, and we can chat and we'll, and I'll make sure you're taken care of. So it's not a problem. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's, this is Carl from Platinum Treasures, right? That's correct. Also known as the toy guy. Um, you can follow me on uh, Instagram under PT underscore treasures. So that's PT underscore T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-S. If you're on Facebook, you can follow me under toy guy and search for the page. It's a personal page. You can send me a firm request and then ask me any questions in the inbox and I'll be more than willing to get back to you. Uh, website is in the process of being fully revamped and I'm looking to launch at the end of December or probably the first week of January. And the website address is www.pttreasures.com. So that's P-T-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-S. And um, the new website will be launching at the end of at the end of December, first week of January. So we'll have get giveaways and discounts and all that good stuff. But as of right now, anything that you need, you can DM me on Instagram, inbox me on Facebook, and I'll get you whatever you're looking for from lingerie, dildos, glass toys, lubes, you know, new room massages, bondage toys, you name it. We can, I can make it happen. 
Oh, and you're going to make somebody's new year happen for sure. <laughs> Trust me, I've been in business 11 years and I think it's from my business. I think there's been about 10 or 15 ladies that said that they've had kids because of like some of the stuff that they purchased from me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what better endorsement what better endorsement and you know what yeah. and i love the fact that you call yourself an orgasm activist appreciate and it I, I think i thought it was like oh i i, I if i i'm gonna use it a lot i'm just telling you right now because i'm fine. just like i'm gonna credit you though it's just like cool. not my it's not me because i don't want to do like the oh that me too thing and then just go oh and then that bitch in toronto took my <laughs> orgasm activist are you kidding me no you're good you're fine <laughs> so i think that that's brilliant i really do okay anyway i'm i've chewed your ear off long enough and uh hopefully we'll what we'll, i want to chat again i would love to do a regular gig honestly that- Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. And then also, too, I, b- I would love to do one as soon as the website launch and then we can talk. And while sure. you're scrolling through, you can check some things out. You can ask me about some products and go from there. I would but love yeah. that. But yeah, I but I'll tell you, I'll tell you a few more of my AKAs and then I'll and then we can end it there. So I'm known as the toy guy, a.k.a. orgasm activist, a.k.a. LL Cool Toy, a.k.a. Uh, they call me Lance Good Thrust. Um, AKA Mr. Dick Jab Her. That's a play on Mick Jagger. So I go by the name of Dick Jab Her. So yeah, I have a I have a I have a ton of monikers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and definitely follow follow you on Instagram. I love cool. it. Thank you so yep, much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay. We'll talk again soon. All right then. Take care. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Love Sauce and Grass. If you have a story to share or a knowledge you want to pass on, please get in touch. I can be found on Instagram, Love Sass and Grass, or laurahamilton.cancan. For one-on-one bookings, please visit my website, womensexandcannabis.com. The products mentioned in this podcast are opinions only and not paid for advertising. This is not meant to be a substitute for medical advice, please consult a medical practitioner before starting any product.